Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement, and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So happy you can join me. I'm your host, Mark, and welcome. So in this podcast, my goal, and one, I just enjoy doing broadcasting, so I enjoy doing this, but the goal of this broadcast, the goal of this podcast is that I want people to see that safety can be such a universal tool of basically caring for your people. And it helps us to lead. It helps us become better leaders by focusing on the safety of our team. And then we learn through our team as we develop those safety programs, as we have that great two-way communication. We learn how to be better leaders and we learn through safety. And my focus has been a lot on how do I teach safety? How do we learn? How do adults learn this information or change previous information. So I'm happy you've joined me for this week, a very uh, personal podcast this week, actually. So I'm sure uh, you have seen or heard or seen on the internet uh, the range of tornadoes that ran through a quad state area through Arkansas, Kentucky last week, Friday night. Uh, My hometown, Mayfield, Kentucky, is probably one of the sites that you have heard of for the first time. Uh, A town in western Kentucky and central Graves County in the western part of the state was hit directly with an EF4 tornado that landed on the ground and stayed on the ground for miles and miles and miles. And such devastation. And I want to talk about emergency planning, emergency management, home safety, Based on what I've seen and just the devastation that happened in my little hometown, it was amazing. You don't expect something like that to happen. You expect most tornadoes to hit rural areas or to bounce up and down. For it to go down and stay down and cut across city after city of Mayfield, Benton, and others and across four different states was unbelievable. The size and devastation And to be ramped up to, it was between an EF3 and EF4, depending on where it would landed. And they finally categorized Mayfield as an EF4. And to think about, there's not much you can do when an EF4 tornado touches down exactly where you're at. There is nothing but devastation from that. 
And I remember the evening we were watching these trail of storms. The National Weather Service and all the weather people had done a fantastic job. Uh, absolutely phenomenal job of preparing us. We knew there was bad storms coming. How bad? We knew they were bad. We didn't quite know that they were as severe as what they were going to end up being categorized as, but we knew they were bad and they were coming and you could track them. And we were watching uh, my phone, the radar and anything we could turn on. And we were watching it. My family and I were ready uh, not a lot of basements in West Kentucky, a lot of clay in the ground, so it's kind of hard to have them. So we didn't, we don't have one, but we have access to the underneath of my house. We were ready to get in the crawl space of the house and, and hang on. Uh, my kids and wife and I, we had our uh, four-wheeling helmets, our DOT-approved helmets. We were going to put them on, go under the house, and hang on if we had to. The power went out uh Fortunately, I had backup batteries that would give me about 30 minutes of service of keeping my internet on. So we were able to keep watching radars. What was amazing uh, about this storm is how much damage and how much infrastructure it took out in the moment. One power. It was took out a region of power. It took out the local weather radar. So the weather radar, we had to switch the radar like they were even on the news. We were flipping through some live broadcasts of the news while we still had internet. And they were talking about how now they have delayed impact because the Paducah radar was gone. And they were using Fort Campbell radar, which is a distance away. A lot of 911 also have an app that I was using to listen to broadcasts of the emergency management to hear what was happening. And slowly but surely for temporarily a lot of the 911 comms were taken offline huge shout out at this point to our service people our policemen sheriffs state police they were out in it and they were tracking it and they were talking about it and they were doing their very best to give everyone a heads up and as soon as it passed they were out and helping and doing unbelievable uh, unbelievable service unbelievable amount of compassion and caring and community uh can't say enough about what i've seen there and it's amazing to see it pulled together but it took out critical infrastructure because it was so severe and from that so we're watching it we know it's going to go north of us and we're we're instead of under the basement at this point we know it's north we know the worst of it is not going to hit where we live because i'm miles south of the city. My kids are looking north out of a, a window and they're filming it on their phone. Uh, just the lightning and the the flashes and the just it was unbelievable show of Mother Nature's power. And they're filming it. Later on, my wife starts looking at the video frame by frame. And in between the flashes of lightning, you can see the cloud wall that's on the ground traveling. Because we're looking due north, which is exactly where the city is. So in a distance, we can see this massive tornado. We didn't know we could see it because it's pitch black. But we can see it. And it is unbelievable. So one thing I want to encourage is, do you have a plan for bad weather? Wherever you live, nothing can prepare you for the dev devastation of something as severe as this. But are you prepared, generally speaking, for what could happen in your area? Bicycle helmets, motorcycle helmets are huge to protect your head during this time uh, of a tornado or bad weather. 
does your family know what you're going to do? Are you able to do it in a way that one of the hardest things my wife and I had to do is try to stay calm while this is happening? Because you don't want to overly panic your kids. You want them to have a secure feeling that you've got this under control, even though you have nothing under control. It's all in the hands of Mother Nature. But you want them to feel like you're you're calm, you're handling it, and you're not. And, of course, we're giving each other eyes the whole time, like, whoa, this is crazy. But to be prepared and to have that communication and to know what you're going to do if something was to happen, where are you going to go, how fast can you get there, are all very important items to consider when planning. Because there's some there's some very sad stories out of my community. There's also some amazing uh, miracle stories of people who did their very best to protect themselves, and now they're able to tell the story. In the community, we were able to experience the worst Mother Nature has to offer. But out of it, we are absolutely seeing the very best that the human race has to offer. And that is... Something that is absolutely amazing. I've got more podcast coming up in just a moment. You've got a friend in the safety business. Who wants to help your team work safer? The safety dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, the safety dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right. The safety dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, the safety dude. So who is the safety dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amalgamated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety www.tsdamoglamated.com Welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So this week I've taken a moment to really talk about something that hit home for me, and that was the Mayfield and Quad State Tornado. Because Mayfield is my hometown, graduated high school in Graves County High School out of Mayfield. Uh, my, both of my parents worked in Mayfield for their entire careers. It's just 15, 10 to 15 miles north of where I live right now. And I cannot express just how lucky we were where I am um, for what we have because the devastation that I'm seeing in that area is unbelievable. And it is heartbreaking. And there's a lot of people who have pulled together to bring this community back together. Even had a visit by President Joe Biden earlier in the week, which was amazing FEMA's on site that the outpouring of help and the greatest that we see has been fantastic. And I amazed by it. Absolutely amazed by it. So I want to continue to talk a little bit more about safety. And now that we first have talked about that personal safety of having that plan, but you've probably heard about the Mayfield candle factory. And I would be amiss not to talk about this, especially I don't want to miss the white elephant that's in the room. This has been a big topic, and there's been a lot of investigation and a lot of interviews that came from that event, and I don't want to pile more on it. I'm not going to point fingers. I'm not going to push blame. That's not something I do, but I want to look at what happened here 
And we want to talk about that psychology of safety, that feeling of safety that comes with having an organization in a business. So the Mayfield Candle Factory took a direct hit, completely collapsed. Search and rescue, there were deaths, but there were also people who lived and were able to be rescued. There's been a lot of discussion. Uh, I think NBC, CBS have ran news stories about that factory. And some of the issues, the Lexington Herald Leader actually published an article first about some of the issues that that sign has had with EEOC claims, with OSHA issues, or OSHA issues even around exits and emergency management, among other items. Uh, the pay scale of the, the factory, uh, some of their hiring practices and retention practices, and most especially the item that has come out here recently that has been is that there were people who were saying, we know this tornado is coming. We've known for oh, quite some time. This thing is coming. I want to go home. I have a safer place at home or I want to be with my family. I have time to make it there. And the response allegedly from the supervisor was, if you leave, you're fired. And so people stayed and that building collapsed. And unknown about the infrastructure, unknown about did they have what they needed to be prepared for a storm. But what's interesting is think about the idea of what comes from an organization that builds around some of these things, where there are some key factors, where there's allegedly some memos from the CFO about uh, some very distinguished EEOC items, but most of the claims were dismissed because some of the workers were out-of-country visas, so they didn't have jurisdiction within Kentucky courts to be able to file the claims appropriately, that they were dismissed immediately because of that. There were concerns of OSHA citations in the past, uh, and especially the concerning point of people asking to go home and being told that they would be terminated for doing so uh, during this storm event that was almost guaranteed to happen. Unknown severity, but guaranteed not to be good, guaranteed to have something happening with the damages. And I really start to think about the idea of what leads to this. Because my guess is that supervisor did not. And if this is true, let's make an assumption that let's walk down the path of an organization that would do something like that. And we think about that supervisor, night shift, second shift, running it, doing his job, having to hit his production metrics. Where do you think he's been yelled at before? Where do you think he's been reprimanded before? Where do you think he was his supervisor or his boss or the manager or the owner had been pushing on him to get it done? It wasn't about people. It wasn't about taking care of his people. It wasn't about safety. Hit your numbers. We need them. All else, no matter what, get the numbers. Hit production. And so he probably, they were probably nervous potentially about that opportunity. And again, here we are, we're speculating because I want to talk about the psychology behind if this is true. And even if it's not, this scenario exists out there in the workplace. We're foolhardy not to think that it exists. So I'm using this as that example. The idea of where did the pressure come from and where are people being forced on? We have people who are scared. We know it's going to happen. And yet the focus was we're going to push as much production as we can until the very last moment to make sure that we hit our numbers. 
and all said and done, when in, in something like this, it didn't matter. <laughs> it's gone, unfortunately. But it's amazing to think that somewhere there was so much pressure and so much focus on production only, not our people, not our workers, not our community members, not people that I probably see at Walmart after work doing our grocery shopping. We are only focused on pushing our production and I will take whatever steps necessary to assure that I hit that number, that I make that production. This is not the way an organization should operate. We should treat people like they are the living, breathing creatures and feeling people that we are. And that's frustrating to think that that exists. It's sad to think that it could exist in our community. But again, I've heard stories like that before from other organizations. Uh, My dad was in manufacturing. And when I first said I was going into safety, he was like, that's the first people we let go of at the plant, at the factory I work at. We never keep a safety person because it just don't matter. And he's been amazed at what my career has been able to do. And he's also amazed that they were never able to have someone that could stand up for workers' rights uh, like I try to do. I'm not perfect. Gosh, I'm far from perfect. But it's amazing to hear those stories. So is this normal potentially? I hope not. I hope it's not. I think it's not. But you have to consider the idea of what leads to that. I'm happy you joined me for this episode of Leading and Learning Through Safety Process. It was very cathartic for me to talk about what's going on, the pride I have in my community, and what's been happening. And I hope that you take away from this is that one, care about your people. If you are someone who is a supervisor or manager, take a moment to think about how they are and what we can do to help protect them more. Make sure you're talking to your family about an emergency plan, whether it be fire, bad weather, whatever could happen. Do you have a plan? Does your family know it? Are they able to adapt to it? And are you able to implement it and do your best to remain calm to do it as needed? And I wish I wish the very best for my community. And I am thankful for seeing this outpouring of amazing people coming together. Until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the conversation on the web at www.thesafetydude.org. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.